Welcome to the Denfos Way. I'm your host, Chris Diamond. On this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Marine Corps veteran Quande Hall, the Denfos social media program lead and one of the pioneers of social media in the military. He's also a pretty big comic book fan, in case you didn't know. Anyways, we go into some deep dives today discussing social media, talking about misinformation, some of the ethics, some of the things you need to be aware of. But to start the episode off, we're going to be talking about the future of social media. Wow. You said start with a simple question, right? <laughs> if <laughs> I say the, that, it makes yeah, it easier to go yeah, into. Right, right, right. What's the future of social media? I mean, you know, it, it's complicated. It's 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 simple and it's complicated. It's a, it's a weird way to address it, I guess. Um, but I think about how these platforms continue to evolve and things continue to come up. And at its base, at its core principle, is a communication channel. Okay, so it doesn't matter if something new comes out. If you know the latest thing is, I don't know. Uh, you know, wallpaper phone or something like that. Some other platform comes out, right? Everybody starts to gravitate towards it. I think you have to go back to your basic principle of communication. That's understanding what this thing is, trying to research it a little bit and and, and understand how people are using it, how, how my audience is using it. The great thing about social or the thing about social, I think, is it is always going to be audience centric. It's about the audience. It's not about me. It's not about what I want or what I want to achieve. I mean, there's a part of that, but it's the audience that drives these things. You know, they decide what's popular, what's, you know, what type of content is going to work, what's not going to work, what kind of conversations are being had. And so I've got to understand my audience and the things that they want. And if I can understand the audience, then I can build into my communication plan a way to reach those people, you know, the things that are going to make them happy and the things that are going to satisfy them. And that, I think, will determine my success. So, I mean, the pillar is still there from the get-go. You still have your what your audience is, what your message is. And, I mean, it's still a form of communication. So Yeah. I mean, you just got to, you know, you plan your way ahead. You, you know, you implement some type of strategy, you know, and then you evaluate that strategy. Is it working? Is it not? You know, and then you adjust on the fly, right? Hey, you know what? This Here's a podcast. Let's, let's put this out. Oh, man, you know, people want to hear more about this and less about this. So let's redirect our focus and, and start talking about this or, or, you know, to try to get them in because they, the ones that are listening, the ones that are that, that are engaging on our content, they will always drive that content. Truly, I completely agree. And like I said, you know, it is a form of communication. We often forget that. I mean, with the future of social media, the, right now we're dealing a lot of issues with like bots and, and trolls and we're dealing just, just bad content really on there. Um, what are your thoughts on moving forward with all of that? You know, you got to, like I said, you got to be able to adapt. I think you got to be able, just like, you know, you look at a platform like Facebook, you know, and 2010 Facebook was way different than it is today. And even, you know, in the last year, you know, the groups have become this thing. You know, we had this this huge push in the military to want to, hey, we all need these perfect, you know, these these profile pages or these, you know, these pages. And now really should look at groups because they're more successful. They've got a focus on their audience and you can pull in a certain audience and talk about the certain things that they want to talk about and still hit all of those people and not really worry about some of the externals that you're going to get or the externals that you're going to face. I mean, yeah, you're still going to have your bots and trolls that join those groups. Um, you're still going to have, you know, those bots come in, they drop a spam link or something like that. But it's, yeah. a, it's a little easier to kind of monitor it and, and, and engage on it, you know, and, and your group members will report those links and things like that. Or even new platforms as they come up. You know, if you're talking about your, your, your TikToks or your Instagram or your IG Lives, you know, how are my audiences using these platforms? And is it something that I can use to further my communication efforts at the end of the day? 
So then if you think of it that way and not really focus on like the tactical thing behind, Mm -hmm. you know, the social, I think you're able to adjust fire and adapt as these new platforms come up or as changes the current platforms come around, you know. With what you're saying, I mean, because there's always a growing need of knowledge when it comes to social media. I will tell you right now, like I've talked to my class just today alone. And most of them don't even use Facebook anymore. Oh, yeah. A majority of them use Instagram or some other means of communication. You know, moving forward, I think social media literacy has to be pushed more because a lot of the stakeholders, I mean, we're still stuck in Facebook mode, I think. Yeah. That's what we use as the main source of communication. What are your thoughts on that? I think the military uses um, – Facebook is great because – When you look at it from a global aspect, it has a large global audience. And so you're able to connect to a much larger dynamic of audience in that range. And so I don't think sites like Facebook will go away, even though younger generations tend to kind of stray away from it a little bit. But as a communicator, I should be listening to everything. Right. Man, you're hitting it right on the head. I I have to listen to everything. So even if I'm not allowed to have maybe a TikTok platform, right? I'm not allowed to be there, but guess what? Your your troops are there. Yeah, you know your audience is there. Leaders always talk about like uh, you know I wanted a command climate survey and things like that. Trust me, if there's something wrong in your command, you know it's being said on sites like TikTok and Reddit and Quora and all of these sites that we don't think about. Now, I understand the dangers you know associated with especially a site like TikTok or something like that, but we still got to pay attention to those things so that. I can then communicate effectively. Is is there something being discussed on these sites that I can learn about my organization? Or maybe there's something I need to say about this because I'm the subject matter expert. So, yeah, I, I think you have to, at the end of the day, social monitoring, social listening, you know, being aware of what's being discussed and happening online, it's imperative as a communicator. If, you, if you're not doing that, you're shooting yourself in the foot, I think. I just think a lot of us get away from it because we think we know. And realistically, that's what it comes down to a lot of times. Like, oh, this is what people use. Then you actually sit down with someone newer in the military or even like a newer generation. And you're like, wait a second. Like, I don't know what I think I did. Oh, yeah. And I guess a big part of it is fighting what we don't know. And we have to be always pushing more. And I think this is one of the biggest topics where we have to continue to push into learning more and more as we go. Because what I've learned, at least from even doing podcast at this point, is you have to look at what other people are listening to and understand who your audience really is. And just because one group of people listen to it that, I mean, we talk to a lot, doesn't mean that it's everybody or what they even really want. Yeah. So it's always a push of knowing more. Yeah. How can you have a conversation with anyone if you're not tuned in with everything that's happening, right? You know, if, if you don't know that people are talking about or discussing this certain topic or that certain topic, or they have their opinions about this thing or that thing. How can I then effectively go out and make a statement or communicate effectively if I don't even know, you know, the situation that's going on around me? That's one of the advantages of social media. You know, even if you don't have a a presence on social, if your unit isn't there or your organization isn't there, there's still a lot to be learned there. There's still a lot of conversations being had. Go on Reddit and do a search do a search for dem folks and see what. Oh, they all do. the time. Yeah, I do it all the time, yeah. actually. <laughs> because the students, the students they hear and they're talking about us. Yeah, right. The instructors are on there talking. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, there's some higher level people on there. I'm talking. sure it is. I'm sure it is. And so, if you don't know that information, if you don't know that people are struggling with a certain topic or they're talking about a certain thing in a certain way, then how can you fix it? How can you make adjustments? You know. I think it's imperative that you you pay attention to what's going on around you, and you know, social is the best way to do that. And that doesn't necessarily mean, 
you know, you don't want to spend all your day obviously on social media. I mean, that thing is one of those things that can just, you know. You don't want to, but I know plenty of people that do, to be fair. Pretty, <laughs> oh, my God. Just people spend hours on TikTok and hours on, you know, YouTube and, and all of these channels, you know. Like you said, not even even channels that you don't even think to be social, right? Yeah. They spend the majority of their day because they walk around with this little device in their, their pockets. And it's like right there. It's easily accessible, you know. Which is why we we push so hard to be on social, right? They pull out these policy letters and, oh, you know, social media use, X, Y, Z. But then you get into that social literacy thing. And that's one of those, it's a weird topic, you know? It is. It's it's like a slippery slope because it's funny from our perspective, from the Denfos way or the Denfos perspective, you know, everybody gets communications Mm -hmm. training, right? But all those troops that are going through these other organizations, what kind of training are they getting, right? That kind of falls on our shoulders, the communication shoulders, you know? And how many of us are out there in the fleet and field that are going to our units and, hey, let me do this hip pocket class real fast on social. We talk to you guys about about social media and social media use, you know? Is there a danger in in advertising or or being an influencer? How can I be an influencer? Or, you know, those crazy questions, those slippery slopes that are out there that, you know, the policy kind of addresses but not really addresses kind of thing, you know? It's scary because, I mean... No matter how well you think you read it, you may be wrong because a lot of people don't have a legal background or even know what their commander is thinking. That's what a lot of it comes down to at times, too. I was reading it the other day, and, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because it tries to differentiate between, like, personal use and professional mm-hmm. use, right? And that's an interesting concept because it's like, all right, so Kwande Hall shouldn't, as the program manager for social media, if I wanted a presence on social, I should create a so- program manager social media account, okay? Mm-hmm. But what happens on LinkedIn? Right. Because I'm a professional. And so my professional job kind of lends me towards social media. So on my LinkedIn account, I talk about social media. Right. Not necessarily. Does that mean that I'm endorsing something if I put a link up or if I talk about an event that Denfos is happening and I put it on my my page? You know, am I allowed to do that? Technically, the policy says I shouldn't because that's my personal account and I shouldn't do business on personal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a slippery slope. Or What about those people who are influencers first? Right. And then they yeah. join, then they join the military. And, oh, my God, I, I got a million followers. But, you know, now I'm in the military. And we're seeing that on the rise now, too. Oh, yeah. You see it all the time. There's yeah. there's people out there who, you know, they, they constantly post in a uniform or what have you. According to the policy, that can be looked at as, as, you know, that's not a good thing. You shouldn't be doing that. But then on the flip side, we try to use that. Right. It's like, oh, you got a million followers. Well, share this or share that. When I'm in class, I always tell people, you know, the official stance is basically, you know, you make sure you align with your legal and make sure you're you're not violating any like ethical things that are out there, you know. Be aware of, of endorsements and stuff like that. I mean Yeah. It's kinda weird. Like if I say something here on you know, this is the Dimfos podcast, but it's Kwande Hall's opinion, right? And so where's where's that line? You know, where am I where am I where do I where do I fall? Because here's the funny thing about audiences, going back to that, you know. Your audience can't differentiate between the two things. If if no. somebody knows that I am the program manager of social media, then that's who I am. That's who they're going to associate. So it doesn't matter if I'm on a professional pro- profile, if I'm on my personal profile, if I write the little, oh, you know, these views are mine and mine alone. The audience doesn't care. No. They don't care. And so where's that line drawn? Like, what do, you, what do we do in those situations? I think it's an extremely blurry line. Like, it is. If I even talk about it, because I use podcasts, a lot of my examples, if we talk about a book on here that we use to create our 
course for podcast. Is that us endorsing it or is that giving you our citing our sources at that point? Right, right. It's the same thing with, you know, commanders have like reading lists. Right? Yeah. If your commander gives you a reading list, is he endorsing that 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 reader? Or if I tell somebody that, hey, you know what? Social media forum's coming up. Social media forum coming up, by the way. It <laughs> is. FYI, August 23rd, 24th. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I say that and I go, okay, there's a presenter coming. Mr. Mark Schaefer's coming, right? Excellent writer. He's written tons of books. If I started listening to his books, am I endorsing his books? You know, is that seen as an endorsement by, by Denfos? Oh, Denfos said you should read this, so it's an endorsement. Like you're building his reputation, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really social is one of those weird things. It's one of those weird beasts that we really can't. At the end of the day, you'll never control that narrative. You'll never control the perception of people. Mm-hmm. We can only kind of be aware of it and try to be ethical about our decision making. Consider all the policies that are out there that govern the things that we say and what we do. And know that we're trying to represent the organization in the best light possible, right? I think it's the best advice you could give realistically in a lot of cases. Go to legal and follow those guidelines. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't study law by any means, you know. And, and you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like I get it. I brought this up in a class. Um, I showed uh, 29 Palms had this great video. It's still on YouTube, actually. So um, I think it's it's like – they're prepping for like a long weekend. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a really, it's a cute video, right? You got the Sergeant Major in the, the exchange and he, you know, these troop Marines keep coming up and they're trying to check out and he's like, I've you know, seen this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you pay a close attention to it, right, they're putting up products on the belt. You know? Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. So is that endorsing? Are they endorsing? I don't know. And that, I, by no means am I trying to get these people in trouble, but, it, you know, the audience could perceive that as, hey, you know what? Here's a product placement. Here's, you know, he's endorsing this thing or he's endorsing that thing. Is that endorsement? You know, because that's not the intent. It's one of those weird things. You know, it's, it's a very slippery slope that we get it, get ourselves involved in. Well, like I said, those people who are, who have a following before they join the military and then they join the military and they take a picture. Hey, you know what? I just joined. Right. From the one aspect, you're like, oh, that's great, you know, because, yeah. man, you're showing here's this influencer that's out in this space and they just joined the military. Great for us, right? But wait, what did they post five years ago? <laughs> you know, what do we, you know, it's it's this very slippery kind of gray area that we play in with, with social and, and I don't know the answer. It's a very double-edged sword, too. I mean, because if we're to separate, but if I were to do something that is like unethical or something on my personal page, I'm still going to get brought into from a military sense. Oh, absolutely. Right. It, it ultimately will come back to your office. It's going to come back to you as a communicator, you know? So how do you educate people properly on what's the proper you, how do you educate people on, you know, I don't, I don't know if the policy necessarily, you know, addresses that directly other than saying, keep it separate, but if it helps us, not so much, right? <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird thing. It is like that, though. I mean, we, it's a very, very blurry line, actually, because we've seen in the past people say really bad comments and brought up through the military chain. At the same time, like, if they do something great, why wouldn't you want to bring them up? Right, right. It's one of those things, you know, we, we're constantly trying to get, like, specifically leaders. We're trying to get them online, right? Um, yeah. Get involved in social, you know, be transparent, be authentic, Right. And then the moment they do that, you know, it it can get yourself in trouble or you find yourself in a situation and it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, what happened here? And the only thing I can say is that, again, you think about just the ethics of social. I'm actually working on a, a class now called the ethics of social media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to align 
your use on social with the organization's kind of goals and guidelines for you and kind of think about those things before we begin to communicate, right? And try to make those things align. And that's probably the safest way to address it. You know, it might not I think be so. the right way, but it's, it's probably the safest way. You know, you, you get your advice from your public affairs or your, your legal office and, and then you try to go forward and then do the best you can at the best time that you can, you know? I think that's probably the first foremost thing to think about is whenever you have another social media page or if you're this person on here and but not in the military, you have to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think moving forward, if you're an influencer and you're in the military, you have to look closely at not only what you say, but what the people say about you yeah. or what they do based on what you tell them to. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. You have to protect yourself first yeah. and foremost. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want is that to end up on the front page or, or in a commander's office or something like that for something that you did on social that you thought was was harmless. Think of like um, General Donahoe, right? Okay. So General Donahoe, so last year, or was it, it was last year, last year, president comes on TV, goes, hey, you know what, releasing female standards in the military, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then you get a political pundit on TV and he, he gives his opinion, as political pundits do. Now, in response, the military responded, okay? Now, mm -hmm. you had troops across the military that responded, hey, you know what, females in the military is a good thing, X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. It was said that it was a mockery to, to you know, that the military was being a mockery. So, of course, you know, we defend. Now, it's one thing for the troops to do that, but then you get a leader, you know? He comes on and he says, hey, you know what, this is me re-enlisting, you know, blah, blah, you know, today, this is what my military looks like. Not saying that Donahoe got in trouble for just that tweet, but he got in trouble for a lot of actions on social. And that was one, this is one that kind of pulls out because it's, it's, it put the military in a bad light. So ethical question, is it okay for us to defend our own, right? Because that's what he was doing or that's what he thought he was doing. That was mm -hmm. the intent was to, hey, you know what? You can't talk down about my organization because you don't know anything about it. And here's some information. Um, so no, it's not really unethical to do something like that. I think it's eth the ethical issue he had was, and same thing, we had a Marine Corps unit that did the same thing, right? Pointing yep. the finger, hey, Donahue. I think the problem came with, first and foremost, at signing an individual, right? Because the minute you do that, what you're doing is you're bringing them into conversation and in Donahoe's case and in the Marine Corps case, it was like, you're wrong, we're right, yeah. right? And in the military, we never do that. We stand above that. We 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 serve and defend so that you can have your opinions, right? There are ways to address that thing without necessarily pointing the finger and going, okay, this guy's wrong and, and, and we're right in this, you know? I think he was in uniform when he did it too, right? Yeah, he okay. was definitely in uniform. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, and same thing. And then I think the Marine Corps unit got in trouble cause, because of just this, the really the snappiness in their comment section, you know, when people come in and, oh, you know, you don't have a right to say this. And it's like, oh, you know what? serve four years and then, you know, come back and talk to us. You know, it's, it's bringing your personal opinions into that conversation. I think that got them in trouble. It spiraled out of control really quick because one person did one thing, but that was almost an approval for a lot of people to be that way. And as a leader, that's something you have to address. And even before you even comment on anything, because as a leader, you're a celebrity more or less. There's oh, yeah. You are a celebrity status. As soon as it's the same thing, you know, I, I, it's funny. I, I'm talking to some spouses later this week. And they're public figures, too, you know? Absolutely. And so even though they're not a part of the military, it's like you're so-and-so's spouse, you know? So 
you know, what you say, I see, again, going back to your audience and not differentiating one or the other. You know, this is who you are. This is the person that you are. It doesn't matter what your name on your platform says or what your disclaimer says. You know, you are this individual, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you do when you have leaders or you have people, you have influencers that you really can't control, right? Because they don't come through the communications office and go, oh, what, what can I post? What can I not post? Right? right. You know, what are the ethical implications to, to your communicating on social as whoever you are? You know, and how does that reflect the organization? How does that reflect the DOD, Department of State? I think the, the policy letter, the 5400 Tech 17, tries to get at that. I always say in class that social media is a self-inflicted gunshot wound, right? Because we have forced ourselves into this space. We have said that we will be on social media. Even though there's no doctrine that says it, there's nothing that, that says that you will be on social media, right? Yeah. We do it to ourselves. We, we throw ourselves into these platforms and we, we don't really plan about it. We don't know how to communicate effectively. We want this, this, we look at it as this popularity type thing. You know, it's like, oh, we need to be on social because this person's on social or this person's doing really well on social, X, Y, Z, right? And we get on there and we don't know, we don't understand the platforms. We don't have a communication plan in place. We don't have an engagement plan in place. You know, we don't know how to analyze a baseline and try to put together goals and a strategy to effectively meet those goals, you know, and then we find ourselves in trouble and then we, we want to point the finger at somebody, you know, and it's like, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it to ourselves. So how do we fix it? That's what it comes down to is how do we fix this like moving forward? And I think it comes down to exactly what you said in the beginning of this podcast is we have to look at our fundamentals. Yeah. What are we trying to do with this platform? What's our audience want? And I mean, what's our end goal? And that's why I almost started with this actually is what, where do you see it going? Because a lot of us don't know. And that's what makes it scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping we get to a place where, you know, we understand the power of this thing, the dangers of this thing through misinformation, disinformation, you know, can we effectively communicate in this battle space, right? The space for information. Yeah. And how do we effectively do it? You know, and if we're not talking to, you know, legal and our IO and and admin and and really bringing everybody to the table, you know, because it's a, it's going to be a full front effort. You can't just do it in a, in a vacuum or you can't just put it, you know, put it in a corner some way and give it to, you know, your, your freshest E1, E2, E3 out of, <laughs> out of school, right? Yes, we do. And it's almost a secondary duty a lot of times. It is. It is. And we do it because, oh, you're, you're the young person in the room. You know, you, you can figure this thing out. And I, yeah. I, I can tell you that the thing that they know, whatever reason we don't know, <laughs> is running a social media for your personal own account is vastly different than doing it for an organization. Absolutely. Right? Like, and they know how to post, sure. So well, I don't need to teach them how to post on Instagram. Well, I don't need to show them how to create a snap. Yeah. Right. They do that every day. I need to teach them how to strategically think about this platform. How are you communicating? What is your end goal? And how do I measure if I'm going in the right direction or if it's not going in the right direction? What do I do? How do I adjust fire? How do I, you know, correct course? And not only that, you're giving them probably one of the most like damaging tools to your organization that could exist. You're like, yeah, it's going to the youngest person. But if you post something bad. This is the most damaging source to our organization that could happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have to get out of that mindset. And it's the only weapon we do that in the military, you know. But, you know, I think we have to start taking it more serious. 
I agree. Um, we have to start, you know, thinking about it more, you know, effectively. You know, we can't use it as a bulletin board. It's not a personal brag board. It's not somewhere that we just kind of stick stuff up and, and hope that it goes. You know, it's like just throwing stuff on the wall and, make, and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah. You know? How do we effectively communicate? You know, how do we really use this tool to our advantage, right? I, I, I do agree with you. I think there needs to be more of a push for the literacy and a communication plan. It can't be just because we have to have one. That can't be the approach anymore. If that's your approach, then don't have one. If you just don't know why you're doing it, but you're told to, there's no reason to have it. When we've done it for years, you know, it's, it's that bill of accomplishment, right? Yeah. New CEO, new commander comes in and go, hey, you know, why don't we have a Twitter? Start me a Twitter. Good to go, sir, ma'am. Right? Got one. Boom, we got it. We're straight. Yep. You know, at sign right here. We're good. And we forget to ask why. Why do you want it? What is it that we're trying to achieve? Where do we want to go? How do we evaluate if we're going in the right direction? Who it is that we're trying to talk to? You know, how do we how do we even control the audience? You know, communication school, we always talk about stakeholders and internal audience and external audience. And we forget that, you know, social is an outward facing megaphone. Yeah. And everyone, even though people don't necessarily join your page, they're still watching you. You know, if Denfo starts a page, then they're watching Denfos. All right. What is it that Denfos has to say? Okay. You need to be providing the information that they want to hear from, hear from you, you yeah. know, or what that expectation is. Hey, worldwide communication school, greatest communication school in the world. Okay. Okay. Prove it to me. Tell me what you're doing. Okay. And that's my goal now is to feed you what it, what it is that you want to know. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Here it is. Boom, 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 boom. These are the yeah. things that you need. And if we start straying down the wrong paths, we start talking around the wrong stuff, we're going to lose the audience that we're trying to capture. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, it's a really interesting perspective, too, because our audience, no matter how well they like us and everything it may be, that if you thought of it like a physical means, like there's either in one hand they have a paper that says, great job, and they have a tomato in the other. Well, the paper's great, but the tomato feels really good to throw, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you have exactly. to address that. So if, if we're going to have a comp plan, marketing strategy, whatever it may be, it has to be effective because as soon as something goes wrong, the tomatoes are coming. And they'll keep flying too. I mean, you know, we're afraid to make mistakes, mm -hmm. but you know, making mistakes, are, sometimes that's the best way to learn on social, you know, because yeah. the great thing, audience feedback, instantaneous, right? You say something, hey, you're not doing this wrong, right? This isn't your space. You shouldn't be in this conversation. A lot of times you see those comments coming in and we, we don't heed them. Right? No. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's like, no, they're telling people are telling you, hey, you know what? This is my expectation of you. You know, this is where I perceive you to be. And you're right now you're you're not meeting that expectation. Oh, man, you're, you're you're hitting it right on the head. Like we need to constantly be readdressing whatever we're doing at all times, especially with this, because I don't know, like whenever you got to your next unit. You always got there, and it almost explained like the Denfos way is like an old, obsolete, obsolete way of doing something. Yeah, yeah. But now what we're learning though is as things are changing, that way after the Denfos way is just as obsolete, and the way after that way is obsolete. So it's more in the, like the thought process of Denfos way. We can't be a way anymore. It has to be a constant flow, like a circle of reinventing and rethinking the way we do things. So the Denfos way necessarily is a way for us to constantly readdress and look at what we need to do. It's really funny because when I went through Denfos back in, wasn't that long ago, actually, it was only like 2016. Yeah, I'm a new guy anyway. Um, anyways, <laughs> but 
it was really interesting because one of the first things they tell you is start with the why. They always say, start with the why you do things. And as soon as we leave here, it's almost like we get away from that. We get stuck with, start with the to do. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, start with the how. How are we going to do it? Start with the how. Yeah. And I think for us to go forward, we have to ask the question of why more often. Why are we putting this together? Why are we failing? Why are we succeeding? And why is someone else doing so good? Those whys are way more important than how are they doing it? I think we have to start addressing that more and like, why are we not as social media literate as we need to be? These are some of the questions that really matter, I think. Most of my classes, I think I start with that, you know, it's like start with your why, because that's that's where you get at what it is that you're trying to accomplish. You know, it's an easy quote to say and just we just get away from it so quickly because it's interesting. We start with the why. Okay, that's where we should go. But I think and this is my thought on the future. Tell me if I'm wrong about this or I'm crazy. I think starting with the why and having that moving forward will help develop your brand or your image. Mm And in the future, I think that's going to be way more important than any message or anything you put out. We're not going to be able to rely on our messages just to go anymore because I've been dabbling in AI a lot lately. I don't know if you have or not, but it scares me. It's giving me responses and just full-blown on full blown conversations. And this is kind of a, a switch right here in the conversation, I understand. But what do we do about mis- and disinformation moving forward? Because it's going to be faster. It's going to be just as effective as a person saying it, or sometimes it is going to be a person still. And as long as they get it out fast, a lot of times that's what people listen to. I think um, the, the way to, I don't want to say combat it, but, you know, I think authenticity and transparency, you know, ultimately, you know, will, will sway misinformation, disinformation. Um, what I mean by that, if, if I as an organization has, have established myself as who I am, right, then it'll be easier for my audience to recognize when it's not me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that takes time and it takes consistency. It takes branding, if you will, and and, and knowing and understand your audience and who you are and, and then pushing that, continually pushing that to build that narrative of this is who we are and we're here to stay kind of thing. Um, I look back at my time in the Marine Corps you know, in 2010, we had a brand. Like, the brand was already there. You know, yeah. the, people knew that what the Marine Corps stood for and what, what the Marine Corps like, cool. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and so it was then simply, you know, conveying that in our messaging and in, in, in our strategy moving forward. You know, like, how do I bring the Marine Corps to people who aren't around the Marine Corps anymore or who, you know, wanted to know more about the Marine Corps? Right, we were already telling those stories on Marines that Mill and and doing those things, but we also wanted to tell them in a way that only we could. We wanted to speak in a tone, and a rhythm that only Marines did. You know, we wanted to to tell stories like Marines told them. Yeah. We wanted to give people that experience of being in the Marine Corps, and so and it was the simple things. It was it was taking things that made us feel good about ourselves in person, and, and then putting those online. So I remember early on, you know, on Facebook, you could do wall posts. Yeah. And so we used to just do, we would go out and do like PT in the morning and come back, man, you know, we're energized, ready for work. How do I get my audience to do the same thing? All right, we'll give them a cadence, you know? Oh, yeah. So we go over there, we type on the wall, one, two, three, four, Marine Corps, dot, dot, dot. And all your comments are just people following oh, along. Oh, my goodness. You know, like you get all these people to just start feeding in the, the cadence and, you know, they're feeling good about themselves. And then. Then you're just monitoring the conversation. You're going to, hey, man, you know, that was a good story. Or, man, you know, that was a good cadence. Showing that we're paying attention, that authenticity, that transparency was there. 
And so if people started to say things like we weren't saying them, you know, it was easy. It was an easier catch. It was kind of yeah. like, uh, you know, like this this doesn't quite fit the mode of this organization or the sound or the, the you know the way that this person is talking. This is the wrong tone, the wrong yeah. flow. It doesn't right. feel right for what they do at this time right. of day. Because I'm telling you, you mentioned it, man. AI is ridiculous. I mean, oh, yeah. these things are are doing full fledged photos. They're doing full fledged drawings of people. You know, uh, there's a big uh, in the comic industry. There's a lot of artists that are just like, you know. No, they, I didn't think about that. Yes, because you can go into an AI program and literally make yourself a comic or make yourself, you know, draw these 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 things that these artists, these artists work so hard on, you know. You can just, the program can do it for you. That's scary, right? Yeah. That is, that is, that is terrifying. <laughs> but, I, mean, I think you're touching on something really important there. I mean, that's doing it with pictures. If you knew all the words that you're reading are coming from a robot, you're not going to connect with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, if misinformation comes out, you're going to connect with that immediately because it's bad. You're like, oh, what? But if it's coming from, if you know it's coming from a person, just like if you call a phone number and you only get the bots on the other end, you get angry. You mash zero to get through somebody. Exactly. On your social media brand, if you're posting messages and people know it's coming from bots, they're not going to care as much. That's not a person. Right, right. And it's, I mean, like you said, those lines are blurring, though. You know, I... I like poetry. You know, I write a lot of poetry. It takes time to do that stuff. But, you know, here are these bots now, these programs that do this stuff for you. You type in a couple of keywords, what you want to talk about, and boom, it writes you a story. Same thing's happening in, in academia, you yeah. know, where, hey, I want to write a thesis about something. You know, I want to write a thesis about podcasts. I can go in and just type thesis podcast, you know, put in a couple of bits of information. It'll generate this thing for me. Don't put my information out like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 slow down, right? But... You know, I could do that, sure, but it wouldn't have your flair on it. It wouldn't exactly. have your voice. It wouldn't have your transparency. It wouldn't have, you know. So I think that's not saying it's the best way to get at disinformation, but I think that plays a part in it. It plays a huge role in it. You know, I agree. You've got to establish a presence for your organization or for your the persona that you're building or whomever, you know, so that when people hear it, it's like, man, that you know, it sounds, it's close, but it there's something missing. You know? I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I think that goes into a lot of things, though. I mean, because if you use your social media as just a bulletin board and post something, no one's going to know if that's not you because you just post random things all the time. Exactly. There's no connection to people. There's there's no communication. It's just the just the, you with the megaphone yelling at the world. Yeah, yeah. I might as well go outside and yell into the wind at that yeah, point. Yeah, you, you might as well, brother. Same effect. Same effect. No, I, I think I think that transparency moving forward, that branding and understanding, it's communication. And that's what it comes about all around in the full circle yeah. is communication. That's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's about protecting ourselves, having a brand, being ethical, mm-hmm. and just being constantly growing. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing if anyone wants to be on social media is you have to constantly understand where am I going with this and what is new out there and what are the trends? And it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And to think that you'd put this on like an E3 in a new unit because they know how to post and push post. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Is the most terrifying thing I it, can think of. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's happening every day. Oh man. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of a, a good ending to this. Actually. Yeah. I think we talked about a lot and that was a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do end all the podcasts the same way, though, and I have to ask you with a question, and it's a tough one. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. What you got? 
What does the Denfos way mean to you? <laughs> what does the Denfos way mean to me? Wow, More means... so after this conversation, what does the Denfos way mean to you? You know, I, I think at the end of the day, we have to learn to um, listen, listen to what people want from us, listen to what, you know, what our communication efforts are doing, and then adapting or changing as needed, right? So I think that is the Denfos way. I think the Denfos way is, is trying to set up a, a a precedent of listening, doing your research, you know, planning out some type of communication, and then, you know, being able to evaluate the success of failure of that thing, right? And be it on social, be it with photography, be it with, you know, whatever it is, you know, I think, I think that's the Dimpo's way. Right.